to Kingdom 101 Relationships, and this is the Minister's Edition, which means we have some of the finest of Astounding Love, Global Church Fellowship, and More Than Enough Ministries, and occasionally also our friends from different uh, ministries, but we're all part of the same family. So we want to welcome those of you that are tuning in, as, of which... Uh, some of our moderators are actually right here. I'm giving the folks that are online time to go ahead and share the broadcast. Please feel free to do that. And we're going to be opening in prayer. We are going to have a great conversation. My name is Pastor Lunthing Lee of Astounding Love Global Church Fellowship. And these are my minister friends, Crystal, Rodney, Nicole, and Frederick. And we're going to say, hey, Jenny, because she was supposed to join us, but uh, had a slight, uh, would you call it a conflict in her schedule? So at any rate, we're going to dive in in just a few moments and we'll find out where this particular discussion is what it is, a discussion and how to apply the principles of the kingdom and how are folks walking in them. And because these are most of them are ministers in training, they are always being questioned and queried for the, uh, the intent to help each person to grow and to develop in the things of God. So I'm going to say, Crystal, go ahead and open us in prayer and then we will take off. All righty then. <laughs> Hello, everyone, by the way. Father, we thank you tonight. We thank you so much for this time, this gathering, this time of fellowship and just corresponding with one another to celebrate you. We thank you for your Holy Spirit who is our primary focus. I'm sorry, that's kind of threw me off that you are our primary focus. And we right now submit our mind, our will and our emotions to you to guide the conversation, to bring out everything that needs to be brought out that not only will it help us, but it will help others that are listening. We bless you, Father. We bless you, Lord Jesus. And we bless you, Holy Spirit. And we thank you for this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I like that. Okay. Um, I always end up sharing mine later because <laughs> I get stuck. But at any rate, um, one of the things that I want to talk to you all about, and I, uh, hi, Carlita, good to see you, sweetheart. Um, one of the things that I want, I really look forward to having this particular conversation with you because what we're going to do is we're looking at some of the topics that were discussed. And I think it's been about two weeks ago, two, yeah, two to three weeks ago that Christo and Geneva Hollis and I came together and we had a conversation where we started looking at uh, the restrictions to our lives or looking at the way, ways in which we were not walking in the, in the principles of the kingdom and where we were still, we call them undiscovered areas. We call them areas where you're looking to to see, okay, where am I falling short or where is Jesus not Lord? He's Lord everywhere, but except that I have not surrendered this territory of my heart. I have not surrendered this territory of my life. Chris, I'm going to ask you to kind of lead off and recall what you can, because the conversation that you and Geneva and I had was very transparent. And it was one of those things where it was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to strip off the pretense because I have a desire to walk in the freedom and the power of the kingdom, which is something that in and of myself, I cannot do. So I'm going to ask you that. And, and you all also, when we're doing this conversation, we are going to try to hold our, our initial things to about three minutes. And that gives everybody a chance to share. And then we'll just start uh, coming back around. And Carlita and anybody else that happens to be watching that has not signed on to tell us that you're here, we invite you to make your comments as well, to chime in on the conversation. And please, by, and I'll say this more than one time, share the broadcast and bring others into the conversation. So, Crystal, what do you have to say? Okay. So when we got together last week, I believe, no, the week before last, actually, um, <laughs> it's been a minute. Um, we actually talked about um, some of the questions that came up, like, Father, where um, do I look like you? Where is it in my life? Um, do I look like you or where I don't look like you? So um, those are some of the questions that we had to ask ourselves or at really ask the father and say, hey, um, I'm looking at my life and please show me where it doesn't reflect you. So um, as we were going through that, um, I think a lot of things came up for Geneva and also for myself. So I don't know if you want me to kind of go into that, but, you know, I saw where, yes, 
I have been hearing the kingdom message for, for years. But I, I mean, even though I was hearing the kingdom message, and I can truly say that it was coming into my spirit, uh, it, I, I actually wasn't really applying the kingdom um, laws into my life. I mean, actually walking that that out. Um, and I, I thought I was, but when I really was honestly, and I came before the Lord, no, no, I wasn't. I, and then, then I found out that I didn't really even know how to um, receive the love of the father. Like I, I, I thought I was receiving it. Right. But as the Lord began to open this up to me, and I just had a normal conversation when I'm like, Lord, um, what is going on? This I'm, I'm, I keep running into this conflict and I'm, I, I didn't feel, I wasn't stable. I'm going to just say it like that. I wasn't stable. Um, and even before, uh, I believe it was Sunday was the 5th, um, even before some words were spoken to me, I, had, I, I, I knew already that I wasn't, receiving and I didn't know how. So I was asking, can you, Lord, show me how, show me how. Um, and I have been doing Bible studies with uh, Pastor Lanzine and I knew this is something that honestly, it was offered to me maybe, what, what, two years ago? Cause it had to be before three, oh, three years ago, <laughs> three years ago. And, um, I just didn't have, to, I didn't make time for it. I didn't have time for it. I don't, I, I wasn't even pursuing it. I, it was a part of me wanted to, but then, you know, there was a part of me that didn't want it. So when I, when I, when I became honest before the Lord, um, he really showed me my life and I didn't even have a desire to want it. So I had to start from <laughs> even getting the desire from the Lord. I mean, I had to be totally honest. I said, you know what? I know I'm supposed to want this, but I don't really even, I, I don't even desire it. It takes so much for me to, to, to get into it. What do I do? So that's how we started. That's how we started. So Frederick, I see you nodding your head. Do you want to chime in? Oh, I'd love to. I mean, I watched that broadcast with you in Geneva and, um, and Pastor Lanzine, and it really brought me to tears. And then the, the following one with Pastor Lanzine by herself, and what's been happening over and over and over, and I can say this for the audience, is one, pretense. So for me, it's immediate. Yes, walking around, and we're so blessed with who our apostle is and who our pastor is. I mean, I, I can voice it and who God is. So I go there, but who God is. And, um, and I don't, and this is the part so pretense, having a form of godliness with no power. It's so evident in my life. It's like extremely evident. And in so ways, so I'll give you one example that I think is, it's simple, but I'm walking around and have like two changes of clothes. And it's like, wait a second, you're talking about wealth and riches you're doing the different things that you're doing. And as you were talking about, Crystal, about mustering up even the desire and then to have this awe and fear about losses of life because it's all around, death is around. But then I'm walking around with God in me and this, hey, you're not separate. You got a war just like everybody else. You know, there's no partiality really means no partiality. So you got faith, you're going to read and you got to stir up and you actually have to do it. Christ is in you. You got to fight like everybody else in the body. And then really everybody else, you got to fight. Um, but then here's this other part. Oh, I only have three minutes. So I'll just go with the beginning about pretense. And what I'll finish with, it was the nakedness of my own relationship, not only about, and it's important about receiving love for myself, but how the person that's closest to me, and I know Apostle Callie doesn't talk about things with his marriage, but my wife is here and she's a fellow minister, but it's my wife. And I just started to see so much ugly or gunk as we say, but the demons that have been in me and walking with me it's not pretty. It's not good. So I'll stop there. 
But let me ask you a question because I appreciate the candor that you're dealing with here because we're talking about applying uh, the principles of the kingdom. And we're, what that means is that the kingdom is exposing the areas where we're either really good Christians or we're straight up hypocrites. And you said that there was a part of it that brought you to tears. What was that about? At the time, it was the, I, I'd say it was the holy, have you, how much of the kingdom do you want? Mm -hmm. So it was to really, are you really holy given to the kingdom. And so the part that brings the tears, it was like, uh, I'm not crystal, but how do I receive? I'm like, what is this struggle on receiving love? I keep hearing people, do you love, receive, receive? And it's like, he's coming all around me, all around me. Sometimes I just lay down and I'm like, God help me. I go to sleep. It's like receiving God's love. It's like, what is this? And I'm like, I better do it because there are people that need me to receive his love. And I don't. And, and Rodney, I'm going to tell you because it's here. But this brother, conviction about people's lives and going to hell. It's like, I haven't been walking kingdom. I haven't been preaching the kingdom. I haven't been living the kingdom because obviously where is the fruit? But then I come back to, but you're not supposed to compare yourself to anybody. And so it's like, oh, my God. And then so, like I said, I only have two or three minutes, but I'll stop there. OK, I'm, since you tagged Rodney, we'll go to him next. But here's another thing I want you to consider. When you talk about the message of the kingdom, you are not talking the salvation message. You're talking about the gospel that Jesus Christ has come. Yes. And that uh, salvation is a part of it. But that was not the message of the kingdom. Think about it again. When he said, repent, he said, change the way that you think because the kingdom of God is at hand. It, it had to do with restoration of all things, not simply uh, 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 having your name, uh, you know, uh, rescued from hell or, or some, what some people call fire insurance. God is not in the insurance business. So there is no fire insurance. And so many people, they, they confuse the tenets of Christianity with the message of the kingdom and it's not the same. And we can explore that a little bit more. But yes, caring for the, uh, for the individuals to be saved is absolutely wonderful because one must, you cannot even come into the kingdom except through Christ. However, you don't stay at the door. That's the whole teaching that we do pertaining to the teachings of the tabernacle itself. And too many individuals, that's all they care about is being saved, but not living or letting him express his life. And so we want to press further than that. OK. And by living that life is how you're going to bring others in. So take it, Rodney. What, what do you have to say? Oh, well, I'm so glad that you said that and clarified it, because uh, before I came to uh, and I did watch the uh, uh, broadcast with uh, Crystal and, and yourself and, and sister. Um, but, but before I came to uh, Astounding Love, I, 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 I knew the scriptures, I knew um, Christianity, but I didn't have an understanding uh, of what the kingdom or li actually living in the kingdom meant. I heard it, but I didn't understand it. And so as I've been listening to, uh, you know, you and Pastor Apostle Baker and the love and unity of apostles and prophets, evangelists, I, I, coming, I, I think I'm coming to the place where I'm getting beyond that door that you were just talking about. And uh, so it, it's not, it's not that, I don't see uh, 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 God in me. It's not that people don't see God in me, but it's it's it, it's for me. It, it's coming to the understanding of uh, what it actually means to participate in the kingdom. And and, and I remember uh, going through the scriptures and listening to you know the the shows about Jesus and. You know, Jesus, when Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is at hand, that meant that he was right, that meant that, that he was he was here. Kingdom is here in Jesus. And so what does that really look like? I see Jesus, uh, you know, uh, uh, ministering to the poor and, to, and healing the sick and, and, and uh, 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 talking about salvation and repentance and uh, but 
there was more that the disciples had to learn than just that message. And they didn't get it till he was gone and had to and came back. They, they really didn't. And so I, I think for myself, uh, I'm at the place where I, I'm learning more about kingdom living on the earth in this life. And so I, I'm just, uh, I'm eager to grow. I'm eager to learn. I'm eager to, uh, I'm not there. You know, I, I'm just not there. And, and I know there's more to come. So that's where I am. I'm, you know, I, I, I yeah, uh, Frederick and I have been communicating and I've been able to share some of my experiences and, and uh, some of the things that people have, are saying to me about me. And, uh, you know, even the, the opportunity to uh, spend time with my brother before he passed and, and giving the eulogy. You know, I, I, I really did experience what I believe to be uh, the kingdom as it relates to uh, assisting him cross over because he, he was not at the place where he had confessed Christ and, and he didn't do it until it was on his deathbed. And, and I, I really believe the Holy Spirit in me was standing in the gap for him and giving him the opportunity to confess Jesus. You know, he, he, he had, I, I really don't believe he had ever done it. You know, he talks about, well, my God, but you know, it, it makes a difference when you confess Jesus than just claiming him, you know, there's, there's a big difference. I mean, the difference is eter eternity, <laughs> you know, so. Okay. Yeah, I, I, That's I, good. We'll come back to you. We'll come okay. back. Nicole, step up, please. You're, You're muted. You're muted. There you go. So listening to all of you, it's interesting. I hear a little bit of what I've been experiencing in each of what you've said. And I want to start with this. This is something that came to me. In Romans 14, 17, it says, for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. And I'm bringing this up because for me recently, so sometimes I've heard Apostle talk about this and I've heard Pastor Lanzine talk about this. Sometimes you can go, you can get so caught up in the doing of being. I've heard each of you say something about this. You can get caught up in the doing of being in the kingdom, being a Christian or whatever you want to call yourself, a believer and so forth, that you forget who is creating you, who created us to be that. And for me, um, for me personally, like when I started hearing about, not started because we've been talking about this, but obviously it's not gone. Otherwise we wouldn't still be hearing about it. Pretense, phoniness, all these things. Why? The mask coming off. I thought it was so interesting that with, when the devil brought all this stuff with COVID, he brought masks. Okay. That's interesting. And something kept coming up in me about the mask coming off, the mask coming off more on more than one level. Right. And so it was speaking back to me. Yeah, Nicole, the mask coming off. What does that mean? Hiding, hiding on a, a lot of different levels. And so we're coming out of this in a few different ways. One, hiding who I really am. Why? Because of not maybe being accepted because of rejection in the past. Okay, have to look at that and go to God and find out which part of that it was rose from you and which part of it wasn't. Which part is to remain? Which part really is you and me and which part isn't? Identify that. Returning to my first love. For me, it, it, it was looking at what are you trying to cover up and, and create as being so great? Here's the bottom line. You fell away from your first love. That's it. I got caught up in the doing of a lot of things in my life. And I do a lot of things in my life, but you, it doesn't mean anything if, and I, and I have a relationship with Jesus. I, I believe I have a good relationship with Jesus. Is it where I want it to be? No. And in answering the first question that we were, we were, we were supposed to answer on this, on this um, thing with this program, which was about, um, uh, do you, does the joy of the Lord show, is, is God satisfied or happy or pleased with the joy that you display in your life? And in some areas, yes. In other areas, no. 
And in the areas where it's no, and I mean that even from a standpoint of freedom. I was on a call earlier with with Pat with uh, Fred, Minister Frederick. He brought up freedom. Children are typically unaware of who's looking at them, who's watching them. They really, it's not even in their conscious what people think about them. And when you become that way, um, it's because you're conscious of it. And I've heard Pastor Lanzine preach about this, but um, I, th I feel like I'm, I'm skirting. I'm not skirting, but I'm, I'm, I'm touching on a lot of different things because there's so many different things that I feel like God's been dealing with in me. And one of them is, and Crystal touched on this, is I love you. This is God speaking to me. I love you, Nicole. I made you. I know who you are. Okay. And I'm going to bring that out of you. You do not have to be like anybody else. You are not like anybody else. I made you to be you. And so he had to bring me back to that place, getting back to my first love where I'm so enraptured in him that the outflowing of that relationship, I do draw a lot of people. I minister to a lot of people. I have a lot going on. That doesn't always mean that everything is still, you know, what it should be. No, it's not because there's areas in me that are not right. I still have to, I still have areas like where my temper, you know, um, I could quickly remember some <laughs> forget some things, remember some things, whatever. They're not God. Meaning my temper, you know, I, I, I would like to clock you. Okay. That should not, that should not be there. So that lets me know, or I want things a certain way. And I'm really frustrated. Not that I want to control people or situations, but I am feeling out of control because I don't want to be in a position where I'm not like, like I'm being controlled. But that's another issue that I'm not in. in that, that's an area where God has to deal with me. And so I'm saying all this to say that it all comes back to returning to my first love. And um, hopefully you got that out of everything that I said. But um, that's the best possible place that I could be. And because I know my father loves me and I know that um, there's safety in the beloved. There's safety in the kingdom. There's safety in this family. And I know that I love each and every one of you. I've got through some things. We don't, I, I, I don't, I didn't look at the, oh, yes, I did. I don't know how many, I think I have one, less than one minute left. Bottom line is um, in the last couple of weeks, I've had a lot of different situations happen that seemed a bit hellacious, a bit topsy-turvy, but they were what I needed to look at myself in some areas that I need to open up and let God deal with. And he is. And um, I'm praying that it's a once and for all thing. Although I know we're going level, you know, glory upon glory and all that. Um, but there are some areas where once he deals with, just like when he delivers us, you're delivered. So there's some areas in me, I want to be delivered and those areas dealt with once and for all so that I'm free. So that's where I am. Okay. Um, greetings, Prophet Anita Dwayne, and hi, Miss Diane. It's so good for you to be here. Thank you so much for joining us. I like the, the input that you all have put into it. Now I want to take it another step. I want to go a little deeper than this. Okay. Because we want to go to application and um, the things that you were talking about are, are, are the things that are happening, but we want to get to the how to. It's really interesting to me. I have to respond to a couple of things on Facebook because apparently I've been getting messages recently that, that, um, that my book kingdom 101 uh, people are reading it. And yeah, it's not that people haven't read it before. I know that, but um, I'm getting it from pastor friends or uh, ministers that are telling me I've, I've been listening to this or getting this. And so I had to go back and kind of look at it again as well. And um, one of the things that I recognize about it, because you know, you, you're looking at how are you living this and quick crystal come on and, and chime in with me real quick. Bring back the original question, the thing that we talked about a few weeks ago. And that was what about the kingdom? How do we express it? Or what was the question? How do I walk in the kingdom on a daily basis? Okay. And what does that look and like? What does it look like? And another part of that question is, would you recognize the kingdom that I walk in the kingdom? Or or do or do you see the kingdom? Because remember, the kingdom of God dwells within. I don't know who's got some kind of background noise going on. It almost sounds like somebody's eating off of a plate. But anyway, um, we might want to watch that. Um, so how do you know somebody is living 
from the kingdom? And the answer has to go back to the pattern son. Another thing that I heard Crystal say, and Geneva and them talked, Frederick, you touched on it. You've all touched on it in terms of love or what have you. But the father's love, the father's heart is always, always first and foremost a part of the kingdom life. Because when you look at Jesus, and he is the only one to look at because he is what we, we've heard the expression, the patterned son. But what that means is that this is the pattern that you follow. Moses and them, when they were building the tabernacle, were told, see that you do all things according to the pattern. And that's so interesting since Jesus is the tabernacle. But you make sure that there is an established way. Do not deviate from it. Do not try to to make it anything other than what he said. No substitutions. And yes, I see that you're there, our lovely Kimberly. Hi and welcome. Um, so I, I want you to catch this. What does the kingdom look like? If the kingdom of God, if the kingdom dwells within you, what do they see when they look at you? Apostle Robin Beach, my brother, and, uh, uh, oh, he's such a blessing. But he he had made a statement. I think if you uh, were participating in the conference at um, Pomona, the Love and Unity Convergence, then you heard him say, since they were not using notes, he said, look at me. Look at me. Why? Because this is the word of God. I'm walking as the representation, the representing of the word of God. In what way, in what manner do people look at you and say, what manner of man, what manner of woman is this? What is it about you? Not your great prayer life. Not uh, not many of the things that, that we naturally look at, but what sets you apart? What is it? What is this essence? What is this kingdom? And it has to be. It must be. I only do what I see my father do. I only say what I hear my father say. And my life is a reflection of that in any place where it is not so. We think pleasing the father is by crossing things off on a list. Mm -hmm. But pleasing the father is doing what you saw. Mm -hmm. I didn't release it through you. And it has to be a loss of self-absorption. And it has to be a loss of uh, caring. And I don't, I, I, and, and we have a level of defining these things that God does not. So it also means my vocabulary, if I'm going to use the word repent, then that means I am going to change my thinking. I am actually going to throw down everything that is not him. Paul, we saw that in the pattern, all things that I was. Everything, my status and all, I counted as nothing, as dung because of who he is, because of the grace, because of what is before me, you see. And so step into that and tell yourself or speak something that you know today, you're being challenged to get rid of it because it's not kingdom. It's you. And it, and and the never the twain shall meet. And Crystal, I'm going to let you lead off. And what we'll just do is go straight past you, Rodney, Nicole, and Frederick. If you see this, it means you're out of time because I'm I'm going to time it because I want to make sure everybody gets it. Thank you, Anita. <laughs> she said, throw it down. <laughs> I'll start the timer when you start to talk. Okay. Well, I think that what you said is excellent because I have a great example of what happened today. And um, thank you, Lord, for preparing me. I had no idea. <laughs> um, we, today, I had my Bible study with uh, P.L. And during that time, um, she went into praying. And she, you know, she would bring up different names. And then she started going through all my children, bringing up each of their names. Well, in my head, I thought, wait a minute. I thought, oh, don't forget, um, don't forget Amira, which is my oldest daughter. Don't forget Amira. And when I said that, she goes, what did you, you, you said, um, don't, don't, don't help me. Don't Let help. me speak. Let me do don't it. Help. Let me do it. Right. And so immediately when she said that, that hit me like, I kind of like, eh. and um, I got up. Well, I had to go to the bathroom anyway, but I got up and I went into the bathroom. And as I was sitting there, I said, um, I knew it hit me wrong. So I said, Lord, this, I, I don't know what this is, but 
I don't know if it, I mean, I don't know if I got offended or what it is, but whatever it is, I know I don't want it. What, and I thought to myself, well, there was no reason to get offended, but I still felt that, eh, eh. you know, on the inside, when you feel just something's not right. Okay. I said, and I said, Holy Spirit, let me see what what's going on. So I got, I washed my hands, went back in and sat down and then we begin to talk. Pastor Lanzine said, she, she, brought, she said, you know, we need to kind of go back and talk about this. And as we were sitting, as she was talking to me, she told me what happened to her in the spirit as she was praying. And then when I spoke the words I did, everything just dropped. And, and I was sitting there and I, it gave me an opportunity to be transparent, really, because I kind of part of me didn't really want to say it, to be honest. Right. But I asked the Lord to show me. So I had to, if I'm going to ask him to show me, I have to be willing to open up no matter who it is. Right. So um, when she said what she said, and I, um, she said what she said about the prayer and how it fell to the ground. I said, well, actually, when I said that, um, I just, I thought, wow, don't forget a mirror. She goes, yes. And when you said that God didn't forget a mirror, he, he was speaking. But you came from, a, I came from the flesh. I came from a place of, oh, don't forget my child. Or, you know, one of my children anyway. And when the Lord showed me this, he showed me that on the inside of me, the accusations that were coming against the fact that because Amira, a lot of you know that she does not live with me and um, I don't get to see her as much. So automatically... I don't know if it was automatic, but something within me felt like, oh, because those accusations come against me, I, I don't want, I threw it out there. I don't want you to forget her because these are the things that I was thinking and I was feeling because I felt ashamed or guilty on the inside of me. And so when that came out and I was like, wow. And then it, then the Lord showed me because that's the same way I felt about my dad. I mean, this happened in an instant. This was just all unveiled. And I said, wow, Lord, I, I just repented because I said, first of all, um, I don't because shame doesn't come from God. None of that, you know, uh, guilt doesn't come from him. And then I, I, I was able to get rid of that. I recognized that where it was coming from and my dad, I mean, that thought of my, that process with my dad also, I got rid of that. And as we began to talk, I'm telling you, it just, that feeling, everything, it just went away. And I, I was like, whoa. And that was the kingdom in action because, see, I had to recognize the accusations that were coming at me. And even if I didn't recognize it, I recognized that uneasy feeling in my spirit. And I had to be willing to give it up instead of trying to defend myself. So that was an example that Lord gave me of how I apply the kingdom laws in action. And it's really surrendering it to him. Now there's another part to that. And I gave you exactly the amount of time Holy Spirit told me to thank you. The other part of that is that before we even got to any of that, she had shared a dream a couple of weeks before about an offense or a snare, because it's one of the definitions of an offense is a snare. And she had seen it as it was in front of her home office and she stepped over it and went on into her office and continued. And part of the interpretation of that was that you cannot truly legally step into your office of your calling if you do not deal with the offenses that are right there at the entrance. Mm -hmm. And so oh, this thing has been something that has continually wanted to find its way. And we were talking, the part of the Bible study today was about offenses and how uh, Jesus said offense, offense happens, but you do not have to be offended. You see, to take on the offense as opposed to destroying it, to moving it out of the way is how we become offended. And so as we were looking at that, this was, a, and it's a prime example are you going to walk according to the kingdom? Are you going to walk according to how you feel? Are you going to walk according to your personal opinion? Are you going to walk according to familiarity? Are you going to walk according to what you have experienced and what you see and what you think? Because all of those things, if you allow that to ascend above the throne of God or try to make it ascend above the throne of God, then you're not walking kingdom. 
understand? So that was that's a perfect example. Go ahead, Rodney. Thank you. Um, so I, I, I've shared this before, but it, it, it it's the answer to the question that you've given to me. So I'm going to have to share it again. Uh, so I've been driving for um, 58 years now. <laughs> and uh, the majority of that time, uh, uh, I learned to try to outfox the police and the speeding and all that kind of stuff. Well, uh, coming into the kingdom, uh, you know, you, I'm supposed to obey the laws of the land, regardless of how I feel, regardless of what, you know, I have to make the proper adjustments. And, uh, you know, every day uh, since uh, becoming a kingdom citizen, the Holy Spirit has been dealing with me about that. Now, I, I've, I've pretty much gotten to the place where I'm, I'm understanding, you know, not just the fact that I have to obey the laws of the land as well as the uh, kingdom laws, but for me, the, the lesson that I learned was obedience. Um, uh, when you learn obedience in the little things, and, and to me, it wasn't a little thing, it was a big thing, but obeying even the uh, 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 smaller speed limits when I didn't want to or when I didn't feel like it, you know, Holy Spirit is teaching me that as I learn, as I obey in those things, I also do better obeying when he speaks. When he speaks and I have trained myself to obey when he speaks is key to being a kingdom citizen. You have to be, you have to hear and obey. You have to pray, hear, and obey. And that's the thing that he has really, really been uh, uh, showing me and helping me to get. So uh, that's, that's going to be my, my big thing there. I like that. And I thank you for it. And let's take it even another step because it's, it's, it's the obedience is not yours. It's his, it's, it's, it's allowing his mind to have that place within where you were thinking. And that's what I hear you saying. Um, that it's like, okay, I've thought about how I could circumnavigate around this. But Jesus says, no, I obey what I see my father do. And, and so when you doing that, that's, that's actually obey, obeying means that you're submitting and that you are relinquishing your own opinion. Exactly. Best way to do it. And you are taking on the mind of Christ, which also means you're taking a stand and you will never deviate from it. Correct. And that's where your strength comes from. And that means that for in that area, that the power of the kingdom can begin to manifest through you. Yeah. I love it. That's wonderful. Good evening, cousin Hester. So <laughs> okay. go ahead, Nicole. Thank you, Rodney. We'll come back. That was good. Um, that's interesting. There's a couple of examples um, that I've had in the last couple of weeks, actually the last, I'll say week, um, of two situations that I've had with two different people. Um, and one in which I had to recognize that, hmm, I had to address some things in myself and really look at myself um, and be gut-wrenching honest about how I had um, responded to this person in the past uh, or even presently. Um, what my, and how do I say this? I had to, God showed me some areas in me. So here's the bottom line. Um, I had to look at the fact that I was disrespectful, disdainful, angry, hurt, wounded, bitter over past things that I had never addressed, thought that I had forgiven and gotten over, 
but at some point took an offense and somewhere deep down within it came up and it bubbled up and it festered one. It, it came up one day. And so it was in the midst of some, another, something else, but I had to address it. And so that took me to a deeper conversation with my father to look at myself and find out, is this who I really am? Or does it come out in these other areas? And the answer is yes. And so I had to address that. I had to repent, number one. I had to be honest with myself, receive the truth, and then address it and deal with it and get rid of it. I had a situation happen this. And so and so with that came familiarity, which which breeds contempt. And then that told me why my attitude was the way that it was or why I was even becoming self-absorbed because I was so consumed by looking at certain things because I was in a place of offense and I didn't realize it. And so that's deception, right? I, I didn't even know it, but I do now and I'm, I'm free of it, okay, in that instance. But then a situation came up today, prime example as well, where I'm not going to name the person, but they, they know who they are and they, they're, they're watching and they're seeing this, um, that something happened where I know that Holy Spirit on the inside said, leave them alone with this. Um, back off. And I was like, okay. And so a situation came up where I was helping them with something. It had to do with getting a job. And that's like my area. Okay. And so I was like, well, you need to boom, boom, boom. And you need to this, this, this. And, that. and they're like, okay, I'm going to. I'm like, well, what are you doing right now? <laughs> you know, can you do it right now? Like, and, and that pushiness, because I, there's a part of me, well, anyway, that part can be used greatly in the kingdom, but it can also be used to hurt someone. And it could also be used to make people feel like they're less than, they don't have a voice. A lot of different things, they're being run over because um, of you know my, my temperament. I can be, sometimes I can acquiesce and other times I can just bulldoze over you, run over you, okay? And that's not okay. And so, and as a, as a minister, sometimes I forget that, um, outside of just being a minister, a kingdom citizen, but more, more, I'm saying this because of as being a minister, there's more responsibility added to us. And if, as far as the kingdom is concerned, that I'm responsible not only for myself, but whoever I'm interacting with and how I treat them and, and what I do, not just on a kingdom citizen level, but as someone who's supposed to do better and know better and be responsible in that sense. But in, the, in this situation, I did not obey God because he gave me a warning and I overrode it. And so bottom line is I had a conversation with this, this company, this person, and we had a few different ones, but what God was showing me was you need to humble yourself and you need to repent. Cause I already warned you not to do that, but you did it. I kind of forgot. And I, and I did it, but I had to recognize the fact that even though my intention might be coming from a good place, my delivery was not good. And it ended up hurting this person. And what's the most important thing in this situation, that person, and that they know that they're loved and that they do have a voice and that I've already done what God asked me to do. And now I need to back off. That's where I'm, that's where I had to learn to trust. So, and that my way, I'm not the most important thing. And my way is not the most important thing. And my timing is not the most important thing. What I saw was I'm not trusting God for the end result. Play your part, do your piece, back off and get get back into your lane. And Holy Spirit was saying, let me do my thing. So I got out, I got out of alignment. And I believe Pastor Lanzine brought that up the other night somewhere. Wait a minute, where was that? Being out of alignment. Um, oh, that was on Sunday. Sorry, that was on Sunday. Where, you know, you can start off even a little bit of being out of alignment just takes you further and further out of alignment. And so I don't care how much you justify it. You know, you just can't. And so I'm grateful to God because that was a lesson. It was a hard lesson, but it was a timely lesson and it was a good lesson and I'm appreciative of it. So that's it. That was excellent. Thank you. I like that very much. Thank you very much. Go ahead, Frederick. Me too. Thank you. So I'll, as we were talking about passing the time out of alignment. So I've been out of alignment in a lot of ways, but you're talking about applying the kingdom so humility, there's something about the immensity and the awe, you know, we just say the kingdom, but I can tell you, I have a real fear of the majesty and the magnificence of the kingdom in the little bit 
that he explodes or reveals. So out of alignment, also in Pastor Lanzine, we have a government meeting for those that are watching on Sunday. And she was bringing out a scripture about the Apostle Paul and the thorn and how it was buffeting him over and over and over and over and over. And eventually that grace, because Jesus told him, my grace is sufficient. And I've had physically, but I've known it's not physical because I've overcome it through Christ, not me, but I keep coming the Holy Spirit because this keeps coming. And it's been buffeting over and over and over. I'm in the presence now, I'll keep it short, but I'm free. It's something when I come in the presence with other believers, it's amazing to me because I know about sons of God. And uh, it's something important because I'm discovering identity as a son of God. Geneva mentioned it. It really, it was beautiful. It shocked me, but it was like, I just started. It was about being a son. And then Nicole, you say it often because to hear people say I'm a son and Crystal, you lit up because that's what happened during that Bible study. When you hear people say I'm a son of God and you know, they know they're a son of God. I'm in this um, discovery about, this majesty and humility of Christ in me, just like in this. And then at the same time, it's the humility and to not complain. If there's something that he's got me on, oh, for so long, do not complain. So I know it's not a behavior thing, but it's in the Bible. Do not complain. And so that's what he has me doing. Frederick, do not complain. I'm saying it loud because I need to amplify it because there's things that go on in me and in the household and in this life. But he's like, I made you for a purpose. Do not complain. And the way is narrow. Jesus said it. Narrow is the way. And then he says, I am the way. So when we're talking about this relationship, and what do I do to express kingdom? It is moment by moment. It may be praying. It may be singing. It may be washing dishes. It may be sitting down and actually having a conversation with somebody where I'm listening to them. Um, there's a lot of ways and it's moment by moment. This is a perfect example. Us being on this broadcast, whoo, I can tell you with all the different things going on and this is miraculous to me. One that I'm alive and a part of this broadcast with all of you, but what God has released today, is it about to come up? Is it about to come up Pastor Lanzine or do I have a moment? So I'm sitting here and I'm watching a broadcast with Apostle Baker and Apostle Eddie Maestas. And they're releasing this word about the kingdom wealth mindset. And I'm sitting here going, because I could be low and all of this, but the fight was to get me to hear this message because now I got a purpose. Everybody needs to see this broadcast. Everybody needs to hear this because I also heard my pastor's interview with um, Apostle Robin Beach when he's been speaking about the origin. That's why I'm excited because the father wants everyone to be a son of God because they're already sons. We're already sons. And that's the frustration that Frederick Johnson's having is that the father is saying, I want everyone to look like Jesus. I want heaven over the whole earth. And there's no reason, no reason except for me. If I say, no, I don't want to do it. Disobedience stops everything. And people say things, but the truth is it's our choice. And our apostle has been saying it over and over. So I'm truly glad to be on this because God is merciful. I shared with Leslie Choi, if I still have a moment, I saw something in the Bible and it said, God has imprisoned everybody in disobedience. This is in Romans, should be Romans chapter uh, eight, I believe, maybe chapter 12. God has imprisoned everyone in disobedience so that he could be merciful to all. I love God is merciful and that's the mercy of God. He's merciful all the time. That's who he is. Imprison everyone because nobody just comes up. Hey, I'm going to be in Christ. I'm going to be in the kingdom. Everyone, it's his mercy and he draws us. And this is one example. So that's where your brother is. That's excellent. 
And thank you. And I'm wondering if you're referring to Romans 5, 19, where it says, for it's by one man's disobedience. Many were made sinners. So by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. And um, one of the things that Apostle Robin, when he talks about this, remember he said, Jesus did not come to be uh, to be the example, if you will, the way that we look at an example. Mm-hmm. That's not the point. He is the pattern son to show us not uh, how to how to come back to God, but who we are from the original intent. You see, it's not it's not about showing us uh, what you could have been. It's showing you who you always have been. Yes. So, what, just that adjustment. I want us to think about the word stand. Romans chapter. I mean, uh, Galatians chapter five talks about having. Um, standing in the liberty so it, it doesn't just tell you to stand one place in uh, ephesians was having done all stand uh, with your loins girded and so forth but this when he's talking about you're talking about your freedom it's the thing that that i'm hearing um we've talked about the, the things that we've walked through and i've got my own little stories about that um but it's how are you going to take your stand and always it's you're going to go through a portal You're going to go from the natural realm into the supernatural realm. You cannot take your stand in the earth except that you do it from the spirit realm. And this is is a mystery, but to you it's been given to know. And what I mean is what portal am I talking about? I'm talking about the word of God, the entrance of that word gives light. You follow that light and you stand from that place. In in uh, Galatians 5 where he said, stand therefore in the liberty by which... Uh, uh, you have been given. Let me just go ahead and read it. You can go with me. Galatians. I'm, why do I keep saying Galatians? I don't know. Um, I also want to read this scripture, though. Here in um, 1 Corinthians 2, 4, when Paul said, uh, verse 3, he said, I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching, not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but that it would... But in the power of God. So faith has a place whereby it takes a stand, but it is not it's not standing in the wisdom of man. It stands in the power of God. And it, and even in that word, when he says that, when he talks about having a readiness to punish diso- to revenge all disobedience. When your obedience is fulfilled through the pattern of the son, there's never, ever, ever a individual separate way to obey God. It is always the way. And this is where our struggle is. This is what people post things like the struggle is real. It's like the victory is real. Yes. But it's a saying, watch what you align with. So the Bible here again, in Galatians uh, 5, did I say it right this time? Galatians 5, 1 is the one that you've been speaking on. 5, 1 is one of them, one of them. Okay, 5-1, where he says, yeah, but remember this also. In verse 1, he says, stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made you. And we had those two men of God stand and come to that uh, parade rest through attention and so forth to take the stand. And it mattered not which branch of the military they came from. They, the, the stand was the same. This is the stand of liberty. This is standing from the place of righteousness. This is standing in a place where the victory has already been given to you. And every place that you go, you go to manifest it. You understand? So we can talk about and we do. And it's excellent to say this is what the struggle has been. But now what we want to do in these last few minutes is say, but this is the victory by which that struggle has been destroyed. It's not just that I have the victory. It is this is the victory in application. And when the temptation comes again, it doesn't come to me. It comes against the shield of that word it comes to the entrance of that portal but it is not granted entrance because the word itself patrols the boundaries and patrols the area i I am kept within this is letting the word of god dwell in you richly because the shield of faith is actually not as they try to say uh, an outward thing it's an inward thing to guard your spirit to guard your mind your will your emotions to bring us to the decision point where we will side with him and not um on the other side of what our natural experience is 
And see, that's the fight of faith. It's a, the fight of faith is not something where you're out there getting your tail whipped because I'm trying to fight for faith. <laughs> that's not it. Who's fighting what? God is not fighting the devil. Right. Right. He never did. Even when he told Moses in Exodus 14, the Lord your God, well, Moses told him, the Lord your God will fight for you. It's like, uh, if you seriously think that the creative possessor of the heavens and the earth is trying to figure out how he's going to win a battle against darkness, you're looking at the wrong God. So when he says stand, he's saying stand for what you already have, not for what you're going to get. I don't win a battle by showing up. I didn't show up to fight. I showed up to take my victory, to claim it, you see? And so this is something that I want you to think about. Jesus never went anywhere trying to figure out how we're going to beat the devil. I don't see him cowering, standing back at the demoniac in, in Mark 5 going, I don't know what we're going to do, dudes, but uh, woo, this guy's kind of wicked looking. And he, you know, coming at you with a legion, there must have been an odor. There was a smell. There was a sound. But no, when he stepped foot, he said, I came to exercise authority of the kingdom. And this is what I want you all to understand. We all must have that. You have authority, but you don't know what it is. And oh yes, I know my authority. No, 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 no. Because you don't tell it that you have it. You simply show up and it, it the authority, he he's himself steps forward and takes hold of what's what. And, and so this is the position. This is your assignment actually, because you all are going to come back a lot sooner than we did the last time. When you come back, you're going to have a discussion and you're going to talk about these things. You're going to be doing one of these broadcasts without me. I'm not going to be here. You are going to carry. Krista will be here. She will be moderating. Uh, Geneva will be here. And I don't know who else might be coming to the party, but you're going to, you're going to not come from, you remember these old sad songs? I was once overcome by sin and then Jesus had to come and win and da, 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 da. So now that's not your song. That's a tired old song and it's never been a hit. It's a no hit wonder. I wonder why. I don't, I don't actually. All right. You're going to sing the song of victory. It's not an arrogant song. It's a song of humility. It is the song of the sun. It is the sun. It is the sun who said, now you watch him. Remember we look at uh, Matthew 11 and, and in the um, message translation where he said, watch how I do it. And I don't have to simply watch and then come back and try to imitate. He's in me. Do it. Show me what you want. Here's my quest that every day that I lay down my head, I know that my father is pleased. Not like parents of a toddler has been running you all day going, oh, thank God that child is asleep. That's Oh, another, no, another thing. I don't want God looking at me like, ooh, finally. <laughs> I didn't think this child was ever going to go to sleep. That is not, that is not it. And it's not, oh, you're so precious now that you're knocked out. Oh, yeah, you're beautiful to me now. No, not that either. But this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Because my son lives to please me. It's in us to do it because he is in us to do it. So what you were to do, here's your assignment. Those very situations that you have shared about that you have overcome, put the word in place for which you will take your stand and get that word in you so clearly, which means the spirit of the Lord himself will show you how to release it so that it becomes a snare for anything that would try to ensnare you. You with me? Okay. We're right about out of time because we're right. I wanted to stop it in an hour and we got about, y'all got about six minutes. So I'm going to give it a quick round. You got one minute. Um, let's start with Frederick. We'll go back to Nicole and we'll go to Zigzag and come back to me. So Frederick, you begin. You have one minute. Go for it. Thank you. That's no, all. no, it ain't off. You say something else. I, I said one minute, not one second. 
Thank you everyone for being a part of this broadcast. Um, what I do hope is that you watch it again because God himself has ministered. Um, I love how Leslie Choi says it oftentimes in and through all of us and listening to God and hearing him. Sometimes you have to do it more than one time because when you hear again, you hear something that you missed but he will speak and give you exactly what you need. And the he I'm speaking about, his name is the Holy Spirit because he's the only one, Holy Spirit of God, Ruach Kodesh, Holy Spirit. Excellent, go ahead, Nicole. That's good. Uh, I wanna say thank you for um, the, the, the program tonight, it was excellent. And I enjoyed hearing from everyone. And I'd like to say for those that are watching, um, you have a divine destiny that God placed you on this earth for, and there's a purpose in you. Go to him and find out what it is. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus, reach out to um, whatever who, whatever's listed on this on this program in terms of contact information, if you have more if you have questions on that, because Jesus is the door to the kingdom of God of which we speak tonight. And he is the entrance into a kingdom that will give you everlasting life and allow you to not only have everlasting life forever, but have an abundant, joyful, righteous, fruitful, powerful life and authority, with authority in this earth. And you'll take ground for him. There's things that you may have on the inside of you that you might attempt on your own and you may get some success, but the things that he has, that he has for you are so much more and so much, so much more vast and um, you can't do them on your own. So um, I would just encourage you today to get in touch with someone, the contact information on, on this program so that you can find out more about starting a relationship with Jesus if you don't know him. Thank you. Everyone, hear me well. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of God. These messages that are being broadcast by Pastor Lanzine and Apostle Baker and Love and Unity, uh, I listen to them not once, but I listen to them over and over and over again. The nuggets that are being given out it's, it's solid gold, not silver, not bronze, it's gold. You've got, you, you have to hear by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, my brother was just speaking about, you have to hear by the Spirit. And as you hear by the Spirit, you allow him to deposit that word in you. As we allow the word to be deposited in us, we can walk and live kingdom. That's what Pastor Lanzine is preaching and preaching and preaching. So we need to, we need to get it. We, we got to get it. We got to hear it and obey. We got to do it. So I mean, I implore you. I encourage you. I implore you. I admonish you. Hear the word by the Spirit of the Living God. Listen to these messages. Reread your word as it relates to these messages and. And and let let the Holy Spirit deposit this this gold in you, in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, I agree with Frederick, Nicole, Rodney. Wow, you guys hit it out the park. <laughs> As um, Frederick was speaking, um, this is the scripture that came to me. Um, it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. And it just woof, went off in me. So I had to pull it up, which is Galatians 2, 20. And um, it's not our opinion. It's not anything of us. It's our submission to him. And he walks us through. And that's really operating in the kingdom when we can submit our will to the father's will and then walk according to the way Christ walked because that's he's in us that's him he he is us we are him 
So I, I just, I'm just so blessed. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I pray that um, each person got something from tonight. Amen. Well, we're at the end of tonight and it's Wednesday night Bible study. So it means we also receive the tithes and offerings. Uh, people that are doing their first fruits, you can do that on Sunday or make your arrangements to have somebody uh, take those in for in that month right now. So the giving information is there. The person that typically posts all that stuff online is Minister Frederick Johnson. Wave Frederick, because that's the dude that's always posting all that. He's our online minister, amongst other things. I am going to say this to you all publicly. I'm very proud of you. I think that you each did an excellent job. I am appreciative of the fact that you have been transparent tonight. You've been honest with God, honest with others, and honest with yourself. Not in that order, but you've done it. I am honored to be able to be a part of this kingdom journey with each of you, but I want to say to you, Nicole, to you, Frederick, to you, Rodney, to you, Crystal, well done. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I'm, I'm, I thank um, all of the folks. Um, uh, Miss Diane and Cousin Hester and uh, our wonderful Kimberly and uh, Prophet Anita and others, uh, our sister Carlita and anyone else that, that is there that you haven't, I, I, some of you, I saw you, but you didn't put your names up, so I'm not going to call you by name right now. But I want to say thank you to all of you as well. And the same word that was released to them, you weren't just witnessing it, but we want to hear your testimonies as well. And so next week, um, most likely I will be here with Geneva and um, with Crystal, because there's another thing we want to release before, and they're doing a Bible study with me, so we're going to release this word. And then I want you all and, uh, and others to be able to take this message and this conversation and keep it at the level of excellence. Hey, Joe Henry, Pastor Joe Henry, thank you. Humble, open, and transparent. I like that. Hot. Humble, open, and transparent. That's powerful. And that's exactly what y'all is. So if I ever say, oh, Nicole, you hot. Frederick, you is hot. Rodney, you hot. It's not a come on. <laughs> it's not a come on. Look at that. Humble, open, and transparent. We want to be hot for God, don't we? So to all of you, thank you so much for joining us tonight for the Wednesday night Bible study. Hello, uh, Minister Alfred Walthaw. Thank you also for joining us. And uh, anyway, say, get my name in there. Get my name in there. Well, we may have to do it after the fact. And yes, uh, Star Kim, I want to tell you something. A word was released today. It is truly manifesting, not just manifesting, but manifestation. I want to let you know, be prepared. So we want to thank you all. Thank you, Carolyn Vargas, for joining us. Thank you, all of you, for being um, so wonderful. Miss Diane, I know you're proud of your daughter, Cousin Hester. I know you are too, proud of our cousin. And um, we love you all with God's astounding love. We release the peace of God. We release the, the presence of Holy Spirit. We release and you, the, the, the faith in God that he will shine forth as gold. We're calling for the gold to come and all the dross to be wiped out in the lives of every person. Trust me in this. Today, intercession was made on your behalf. The Lord, your God himself caused his words to be released into your lives so that he could have the pleasure of manifesting his deepest and greatest dreams and desires for you all. So we bless you. Hi, Miss Penny. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you with God's astounding love. And so next time on behalf of our apostle, Dr. Baker, the ministers that are here and all the other ministers that are a part of this. And hey, Jenny, we love you too. We want to thank you so much and we bless you with God's astounding love and we will see you next time. Say bye, y'all. Bye.